Welcome to Talking New Energy, a podcast from Delta EE, the new energy experts. We'll be talking about how the energy transition is developing across Europe, with guests who are working at the leading edge of this transition. Hello and welcome to the episode. I'm going to start this week's episode with a statistic or a bit of analysis. And this is from uh, a company called LCP that Delta EE is now part of. So by 2030 in the UK, our renewables and nuclear-backed energy system will be producing more energy than it uses for half the time. So for half of the year, we'll be producing more energy in the UK than we need. That's quite a stark statistic, and it's not just the UK. That will be for more and more countries that have uh, a big proportion of their energy coming from renewables. Now, rather than waste that energy or curtail it, we need to be using it. So we need flexibility, and a lot of that being demand-side flexibility, to make sure we can move to a more renewable, more sustainable energy system. And today we're going to be looking at the role of buildings and flexibility in buildings. Um, So buildings themselves have some flexibility. The thermal mass of a building means as you warm it up um, and then it will stay warm for a while. So you could switch the heating off or switch the cooling off for a short period of time. But there are other ways to also enhance the flexibility of buildings. And today we're looking at one of those ways um, with a company based in Israel, also working in California, and that company is called Nostromo. And I'm delighted today to have Yaron Ben-Non join us. Yaron is uh, founder, president, CTO at Nostromo. Hello, Yaron. Welcome to the podcast. Hello, John. Thank you very much for having me. Thanks for joining. Um, Yaron, can you give our listeners a bit of an elevator pitch for Nostromo? Just describe briefly who you are, what you do, any key statistics or numbers? Uh, sure. Uh, so Nostromo is here to enable water, um, H2O, tap water, to become a, a main, um, I would say, um, active um, mean for energy storage uh, in the transformation of the grid um, as um, cold energy storage mean what i mean by that is using the the great um the properties of water to store cold energy which is actually um um sub energy or, or non energy uh, um, and we are uh, we believe that we are reinventing the usage of ice uh, in order to um um transform buildings into grid interactive um um uh, buildings meaning that they can actually change the way they they consume energy um and the time that they consume their energy in order to support the the penetration of renewables and and the ever changing uh, you know um 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 grid uh, towards a 100% renewable which is a, a bit far away but we all already um, you know, can, can see how instability the grid is becoming. So, yeah, and to put it, it simply, when there's excess, when you need to cool buildings, when there's excess energy, you could soak up that excess energy, store it as ice, and then you can use that ice to cool the building at another point in time when there's not excess available energy on the grid. 
that, that's simply said, yeah, yeah. Like like every energy storage mean yeah. that that, uh, that uh, it, it take excess or surplus energy and uses it when there is scarce. But in our case, we're talking about totally um, clean, zero negative environment influence um, and the safe. Um, material uh, and water does not degrade and our cells can show uh, as little as 1% degradation after 20 years of, years of usage. And, and we're claiming a very simple claim that says if we are pursuing a sustainable future, we should do this using sustainable means. Uh, these are our claim to fame, if I may say so. So you're, you're a battery company, but your battery is based on water, effectively. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, that's right. Yep. It's, it's a battery. It's a water-based battery yep. uh, technology. And, that's right. And how how long have you been going? Have you got product in the market? How many buildings are you in, for example? Can you give a listener a feel for? Are you at the R and D stage? Are you fully commercial? Where are sure. you on that spectrum? Sure, uh, we are uh, um, six years old. Uh, our technology is at the uh, 7.8 TRL, uh, technology uh, uh, readiness level, meaning that we already have uh, commercial systems installed. Uh, we can, uh, you know, we can, I can share you with you some interesting um, uh, techno- technological um, elements or properties. Our system is installed in three commercial sites in Israel. And now uh, we are building our first U.S. Um, uh, system. It's it's going to be in the Beverly Hilton in Beverly Hills, and the world of Astoria, which these two hotels are connected and, and using the same energy center. And we are building there a two thousand ton refrigeration hour uh, system, meaning we can avoid uh, one thousand five hundred kWh um, at times. Uh, that these these uh, for cooling of, on the world of Astoria and the Beverly Hilton in Beverly Hills, this system will start working in about uh, three months from now. Uh, we just started working the on site. Okay, and I know the idea of ice storage for buildings has been around for quite a long time. It's uh, I don't know if it's widespread in the US, but the concept's been around. Systems have been deployed. Um, if you had to pick one or two things that are different about your product or that you're proud of, what would that be? So I built Nostromo because I saw that there is no other uh, ice storage technology that the market or the commercial market actually embraced. Of course, there are some uh, co- uh, companies doing that and for, for many years. But the, the solution they're, they're suggesting is um, usually um, uh, connected to bulky tanks, uh, very no big, very massive tanks that uh, almost no um, consumer or, or commercial users, which this is our main target, the industrial commercial, the CNI, commercial industrial consumers, will deploy as a retrofit. You might take this in consideration while building the new, a new build, but not as a retrofit. And we believe that uh, the, the market needs a good retrofit solution. So our, our system is different uh, in many, many things. Uh, but the first and foremost is that it's, uh, it's built on a modular Lego, uh, looks like uh, um, um, cells that can be arranged uh, in any kind of arrangement or form that will suit the, the co- already existing commercial or industrial um, 
facility uh, without any hassle to the owner. Um, so we are left only with, with the techno-economical questions and not uh, with the size and, you know, and, and, and form. And, so are these, yeah. uh, I imagine they're normally put on the roof, is that right, of the building? You see on the roof of hotels, offices, you see air conditioning, it's all sorts of HVAC equipment. Is that where you're putting your product in those? Uh... It, it, yeah, our, fir- our first installations were rooftop in a shallow formation, but in the Hilton, it's uh, in the basement. Um, in a more um, in a different formation, it can go along the walls. It can go below your feet. You can put deck or solar systems on it. Uh, it's it, you should just imagine um, um, building blocks looks like Legos, um, or you can go to our website and see how it works. Um, it's modular, so so yeah. Ma- many times it will be on the rooftop. Okay, and this is one of my passions. Regular listeners will know that solutions for the energy transition are often designed for the energy system rather than being designed for customers. So they're designed for the energy system first, and then you try and think, oh, how do we fit that into a building? So, Yaron, I'm interested in how you found out what was the right design for these Lego bricks, the the word that you use. Did you go to lots of commercial buildings? How did you, how did you, build that deep understanding no. of what's necessary to make this work so 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 the the, the one idea that that uh, drove me to to start this uh, uh, um, uh, to maybe even to become an entrepreneur was first understanding the need um, and the need was as simple as that the cities are not ready for uh, the energy transition. The, the transmission lines are, are too lean, lame, old, uh, and they cannot bear the, 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 the huge you know, uh, development yeah. in energy consumption inside the cities. Yeah. So, so, so it, and it, it was leaning upon uh, uh, just one notion, one knowledge, and one thing that I knew about water, that water has 41 anomalies, and the, one of them is that the latent heat of water, meaning the, the amount of energy that water can observe while change phasing from liquid to ice is the highest in nature. Meaning just understanding that ice cubes, the, the, the very normal side that we are very used to see, are the most dense way that, that the nature gave us to, to hold cold energy. Yeah. Then I needed just another, another, another uh, trivia, uh, you know, to know that cooling loads, well, not in the UK, but in most of, of, of the world, the, the tropic and the subtropic areas take the, the, the latitude between San Francisco and New York City, go down through the whole world, through the Pyrenees, down to, the, um, to, 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 to Brazil, you know, Rio de Janeiro or, or lower. This is called the Sun Belt. Uh, you know, 80% of the world population lives there and, and their uh, electric grids are totally biased towards the hottest days of the year. In India, you just heard maybe that there are heat waves today and, and a huge energy crisis is, is evolving. Uh, this energy crisis connected to heat waves is always connected to one thing, cooling. air conditioning systems, yeah. cooling. And, and you, should, you should remember that heating is very diverse. You can heat yourself with so many ways, fuels, you know, wood, may, um, um, you know, electricity and so forth. But cooling will always be consist of, 
of electricity. So the electric grid um, in most countries uh, or for the most population of the world, the electric grids are suffering from um, peak demands, totally leaning on cooling demands, meaning subtract, 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 sorry. Um, um, yeah, but that, so, these cooling, so, cooling yeah, demands, yeah. So, so cooling, I can see that. Yeah. Cooling needs are, are driving are driving peak demand, and peak demand is the the biggest phenomenon that the grid is trying to yep. to to. So handle. that's it. That's the energy system challenge, which uh, you've articulated really well. What about working, making it work for customers? So maybe you think of these three sites in Israel and this hotel in uh, building in Beverly Hills that that you're talking about. What are the practical? It sounds very logical. And as you say, you can do techno-economic calculations and you can prove a business case for customers. Um, if you had the... Actually, actually, it doesn't work. Right. Actually, actually, there is no economical um, good reason for anyone to invest in such system on his own premises or, or his own facility uh, anywhere else but California. And believe me, I've, I've, I've learned to read the tariff rate structure yeah. of almost every country in the world. And that's because of, and, their, that's because of and, their demand charges, I imagine, or their, their charges are associated you, with you're the You're totally right. Yeah. You're totally right. The demand charges system, which is actually a capacity yeah. charge that says it's not the energy you buy, it's the facilitation of the whole grid waiting for you yes. to consume your, 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 your needs at maximum um, consumption. This methodology is the main driver for, for us to be ec economic viable. In, in, and that goes for California, uh, uh, almost only in California. There are other states in the United States. That it starts to uh, become you know, more and more economic to invest on your own facility, to, to, be, to be able to, to um, install energy storage systems. But, but in California, it's viable as we speak. Okay, so, and, and California is often ahead of the curve, isn't it? Um, I know it's energy markets. Yeah. You know, you could look to Europe where deregulation is probably further advanced. But I think this idea of peak and capacity charges is going to become more and more widespread. California is leading. I believe, I believe but so. The, but as we move to a more renewable system, we will be less concerned about how much energy and more about the timing of energy. And that statistic I led the podcast right. with, I think that reinforces it. We'll have more and more times when energy is wasted. So more dynamic tariffs and more capacity charges. Um, yeah, we, we are connected to um, a service called WattTime, you know, W-A-T-T, WattTime. And this is actually the official the official carbon um, uh carbon um, counter for the United States. So every country in the United States, every city has its own momentarily carbon KWH consumption related. So every KWH you're consuming has a different carbon weight. And in California, in Los Angeles, as we speak, um, uh, when you're consuming electricity at between 7 and a half a.m. to 4 p.m., you will be charged zero carbon then when the sun is starting to set down because they have samples of, of solar uh, eighteen thousand megawatts of solar and then when this is when the sun starts to set down and the picker plants which are very inefficient 
uh, gas turbines kick in in order to support the loss of, of energy because of the sun uh, setting down, the, the, the carbon weight for every kWh is jumping uh, through 600 grams per each kWh. The meaning of that is, like you said, this is the, the, the efficiency of your storage Although our storage is very efficient, the efficiency of the storage is is m- getting much less important as the the uh, the when you are actually charging the the timing for for charging because the carbon cre- carbon um, related the emissions are might be very very low up to zero at s- certain time and very high at another another time. I remember in one of my first energy jobs thinking that surely production from solar and demand from cooling are perfectly aligned. Isn't that fantastic? But it's not. As you say, it's, it's not. not. There's uh, solar peaks during the afternoon, and the cooling demand carries on into the evening when the solar is no longer produced. Why? Why? Do, do, do you know the answer for that? Why is that? Uh, I have some ideas, but Yaron, you explain. It just, it, it, this is thermal memory of the building. Mm-hmm. The building is being heated all day long, and, and, and of course, there are heat islands inside the cities. And, and although, although the sun is setting down, we are actually taking off the main loads of air conditioning at 9, 10 p.m. Yeah. So, so this is, we are calling it the, 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 the cooling solar gap. When, when you have so much solar and, of course, heat that comes together, and then the solar is setting down, and now you have these five hours in, in the professional, um, um, it says a professional um, a name called the duck curve or the ramp up, meaning the time that the sun is setting down in California, it, it is very Trump. Uh, it's, it's a huge trauma for the grid. Every day they're losing 18,000 megawatt of solar production. Then somebody needs to to kick in the the the, the guys or the or the the power plants that they are being used to kick in now, as we speak, are picker planets. Plants. The, the meaning of that they are they are gas turbines, one cycle, not, and, and they are very inefficient. And you can't do the sunset without them. This is how how big is the need for storage in order to ease down this phenomenon. So your your ice units then are they are they typically starting to charge or freeze the water at? seven eight o'clock in the morning and then are they charging throughout the whole day or how long do they take to charge and how long can they discharge for what how much energy can they store okay let, let, let's uh, I'll, I'll divide my answer for two parts the first part is how you actually uh, use your energy storage system if that goes you know it doesn't matter if it's uh, our system or any other system so so you need to understand that the most important thing is not when you're charging as when you're discharging. Yep. Why? Because the phenomenon I just described is that the grid needs support when the sun is setting down. Of course, it is better if you will charge through sunset. Yep. In our case, since we're doing ice, it will be more efficient to, to, to charge at night because of the, of the cooler uh, ambient temperatures. But it will less, you know. But it will be more carbon intense to do that. Although the efficiency of the electricity is higher, the the carbon related will be yeah, higher. Sure. So we will, we 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 believe that our methodology of charging will be conduct by the mainly the 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 cost 
of KWH and not the carbon related as for to start with. But as you know, as you understand, the, the carbon credit uh, market is emerging. And soon enough, the clean building law will kick in in California and in Los Angeles in 2024. And, and there are a lot of things coming towards us. So I believe that the balance between the cost of the KWH and the carbon cost of the KWH will, will become more, you know, uh, even. So we will, uh, in the future, I'm sure that we will charge at morning till noon. Um, and, but now we will start at night because the, the, in the equation of the cost uh, effectiveness, the, the charging at night yeah. is better, although it's more carbon okay. intensive. So that's the charging side. Yeah, and the discharge. So, so our system um, is modular. We can um, do any any you know uh, accumulation of, of cells. Each cell called ice brick, and it's encapsulated ice um, technology. Uh, this technology, uh, when I'm saying encapsulated ice, I mean there is a shell, and inside the shell there are many capsules. Inside the capsules we hold water, and inside the water we have a special ingredient I cannot um, disclose. But, but it's, it's a nucleating agent, meaning that our nucleating uh, phenomena is happening at very high temperatures. When I'm saying high temperatures of, of ice nucleating, I mean close to zero. Of course, it must be below zero. It will be minus two centigrade or about 27, 28 Fahrenheit. But you don't need, to, gives you don't our, need to go too far below zero is what you're saying. You just, just below yeah, zero. Yes. So, so the efficiency... Efficiency of charging is much higher than any other ice technology yeah. that has been presented. Mm-hmm. Then when we, every cell can hold 10 ton refrigeration hours. This is a ton refrigeration hour is another name for uh, uh, 3,024 uh, kilocalories or um, 12,000 BTU. Um, um, so there are, it's just, or 3.517 kWh. So this is a different uh, names uh, for the same amount of energy uh, just being used, you know, for the cooling. Uh, um, uh, we use a ton refrigeration hour and we can hold 10, uh, 10 of these units. Each uh, unit of ton refrigeration hour, when it is being discharged to the customer system, can avoid about one kWh. So if you would like to compare us to batteries, each cell can avoid about 10 kWh. In the Hilton Beverly Hills, we are putting 200 um, uh, 200, um, cells that can hold 2,000 ton refrigeration hour. And in this case, we can avoid only 1,500 kWh. And this is because their current cooling system is very efficient. So we always see how much cold, cold energy will avoid how much electricity. So this is really depend on the system that we are avoiding. Okay. So if you have a very efficient system, it will be less KWH. And can you give our listeners a feel for the footprint of 2,000 cells? How many meters by how many meters are we talking about? Uh, how is it like a, a bus? Is it like a, what, what's the footprint like? It's, it's like a minibus. Minibus, okay. Like a minibus. And and it, I can tell you, it's two hundred cells, which their dimension is at, at like twelve inch or twenty five centimeters high, four meters or um, uh, sixteen um, uh, feet long, and fifty centimeters half a meter or um, uh, uh, a little bit less than two feet width. Yeah. So so you have like, it's like a, a square, a rectangular block 
then you need to 200 like that so you can put them in any way or form that you would like in the Hilton they're stacked because they're in the basement they're stacked on each other we have we have eight levels of these and um, um, about um, uh, 12 or I don't remember the exact number uh, side to side so it will be about six meter six meters facade or um, or um, yeah you know okay. um, and the, these are the bricks you talk these are like the Lego bricks you talk about so does that give you the flexibility, Aaron, then to put them in the basement, to put them side by side on the roof, to stack them on top of each other in the roof? You can be quite flexible yeah. in how you put them, incorporate them into a building. Yeah, the, the form factor is very important for the customer. Yeah. And I, I, I would like to add something that you, you, you mentioned about customers and the energy, yeah. um, in, in energy arena or energy market in general. You, you are perfectly right to point out that and I will I will give it um, uh, if you don't mind I will give it a name. Uh, what's happening now? With it, this is really interesting. Is that the energy ecosystem was uh, one thing? Then came the meter that, that is actually counting yeah. the kWh that we are consuming or buying, and then came the customers. And it was it was actually uh, the, the, the 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 end user of the energy uh, ecosystem. Uh, and today, what really changes is that us as the end users becoming a part of the energy system uh, and the energy system needs our compliance and needs our ability to perform different activities or, or to show different profile of consumption in order to support huge needs are, that are coming. And we didn't say even one word on the electric vehicles yeah. kicking in. Yeah. So, so, so what I'm saying, I'm saying, and what we are saying to our customers we're saying, look, you have a real estate asset. That's what you, this is what you're doing. We, we offer you to make it an energy storage asset yeah. on the top of the real estate asset. So instead of just paying your bills, become an active partner and start to, to generate savings because you are participating in this huge uh, transition. Yeah. The customers that we're talking with have a lot of interest to, to, to hear what we're saying. And some of them even, you know, to sign contracts with us. And this is because of many reasons, but I can, t I can name one, except, of course, the need, you know, to be part of this change, to lead to some of the customers would like to be leaders yeah. in this uh, field of change. But, but, but the other thing is that lots of regulations are coming in and nobody really knows which and how much they will interfere with the everyday, you know, um, 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 uh, usage or, or or running these kinds of okay. of, of facilities. So does that so, so they they does that mean that it's what you're hearing from customers is what they really want is risk mitigation. They see risk around their energy in the yeah, future. Totally right. Totally yeah. right. Just just think for yourself. If you are a developer working in California on on a, a 200, 300, 400 million dollars project. Yeah you need to hedge your energy uh, uh, procurement risks yeah. because the, the, the carbon emissions law that's kicking in will going to hurt your business in a way or going to narrow your, your steps. So, so some of them would like to be ready uh, before the regulations come as mandatory. And, and, and let me please give you, give you an interesting um, comparison. You know that, that underground parking lots were not mandatory until the late 60s, early 70s. So just imagine yourself, modern cities, 
with that has no uh, you know mandatory um, uh, regulations for underground parking for for cars in some cities it will be unbearable yeah. los angeles without that would be stacked and full with with with, with cars without the ability to move yeah. so there has to be one day that the regulator said you know what there is this solution that can mitigate this uh, you know um, uh, problem evolving which is many many private cars coming into the city yeah. And from now on, you must bring, you know, you, you must build an underground uh, storage yeah. for cars, if you may call it. Otherwise, the city will be so, packed. Otherwise, the infrastructure will collapse. So when you talk with customers, Yaron, when you talk with developers, building owners, they, some of them, at least, some of them are, see this risk coming. Um, how, how many customers are you seeing? They see another risk. Yeah. How many customers are you speaking with? Uh, speaking with a few. Okay, so 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 we're we're a public company, so um, um, uh, we need to move fast, and we are now uh, we are now working. um, uh, Most of my crew is now in LA, and we are just building our you know as sales force in LA and and uh, Southern California. Um, um, Los Angeles um, and San Diego are amazingly ready for what we are doing. I mean, economically viable, and and I would say uh, I would say that uh, so, so we, we I can't talk about customers that we haven't signed contract with, but uh, I can assure you that until the end of this year we'll have plenty. Um, and and I can tell you that the the customer has another risk in mind that they are taking in consideration, and this is the low voltage c- capacity. Um, risk uh, when 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 our customers, which are all you know industrial and and and, and um, uh, commercial customers, just think about about the shopping mall, hospital, whatever, they see that everybody are starting to 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 need charging for their EVs yeah. for the electric vehicles. Some of them, some of them would like to charge it fast. This is uh, that the superchargers are 150 kW yeah. uh, in capacity. These buildings were designed to hold such and such KW, yeah. you know, without uh, the, the electric vehicle's consumption. Now, it's not only about being able to provide the service. Uh, this is uh, another profit generation for these customers. A, 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 an EV charging uh, point for uh, um, um, 150 KW can, can generate, uh, uh, you know, half a dollar uh, uh, per each KW any hour, every hour. So this is like a 75 to $100 generation but, but for you every can only, hour. You can only do that if you've got enough capacity on the grid for, yeah, exactly. That's right. Yeah. That's right. So, so what we are, we are suggesting is that since we can charge at times of low capacity, when we're taking off the biggest consumer on site, which is the air conditioning system, we are actually uh, uh, giving the customer uh, such and such capacity that can be uh, sold to users, to end users at a very high um, cost. And this phenomenon is rising very okay. fast. So, so we see that as one, one, of, the, one of the most interesting, uh, um, I would say, selling points, if I may say yeah. so, is soon enough, even if you would like to buy a capacitor or, uh, sorry, a transformer, the, the, the energy company will not give you one yeah. because they don't have capacity. Oh. So, so this is another selling point that, that people are aware of. Okay. Um, yeah, well, let's now, time's getting the better of us. So let's bring out the Talking New Energy crystal ball. And I'm going to set the dial this week yeah. to 
2030. So seven and a half, eight years time. Um, I'd like you to give me your vision for not necessarily just Nostromo, but ice storage in general. Yeah. Um, how... How would you describe your vision, realistic vision, for what can be achieved by 2030? And you can express that in any way you want. Percentage of buildings, number of sales, however you want to express it. I, 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 would, I, I would say simply that energy storage, it doesn't mean in what technology. Yeah. It must be clean technology and sustainable and, and, you know, and safe technology. Um, uh, therefore, I believe that in the next eight to ten years, solid state batteries will come in. There will be a lot of you know this kind of of, of technologies kicking in. But I'm sure uh, there is no doubt for me that that buildings will become the major asset to 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 direct and to uh, try to uh, make make them you know compliance uh, uh, to to different loads and, and so forth. So I believe that, first of all, regulation of building and uh, new builds will have to put energy storage in inside in, in some percentage. If you'll ask me how much of their uh, peak demand will have to be um, um, satisfied with the energy storage uh, in the regulation, I can easily say 20%. So, uh, and, and it will be for, for at least uh, five hours. So you can, I can, anybody can easily imagine what, 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 how big his storage system will have to be, and and but then, but then I believe that after that, that will be the first thing: new builds. After that, uh, retrofitting build building with energy storage will become a must, and it won't be uh, rather um, uh, by law. It will be by uh, by I would say by financial financial uh, tools. Because of capacity charges, yeah. Yeah, they will be. Yeah, they will be pushed to to invest in these. Uh, otherwise, the grid cannot involve. Yeah. You need to understand. Ninety percent of the energy storage now is being commissioned outside of the cities, in, in near yeah. the solar uh, um, uh, stations. You know, somewhere in the Mojave Desert. Yeah. Um, the big, the biggest problem involving inside the cities and and demand side management will become uh, the biggest. You know. Um, uh, story of the next of the coming yeah. years, uh, I, I believe so. Deeply. And what's and very briefly, just in thirty seconds, Yaron, what's from a founder perspective and of Nostromo, what's your single biggest challenge to growing? And you're not you're not allowed to accept regulation or policy because that's too easy. So, yeah. what's your single biggest challenge? Awareness. Awareness. Okay. It's, it's all about awareness. So that's, I, I, yeah. I, just look, look, look at the way we're consuming food, and and I'm sure you know that the biggest thing we can do with our food is just be aware what are we yeah. eating and what 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 is this food, uh, you know, imply or, or, or what is the story of this food? Where it, did it come yeah. from, and and how does that affect uh, our our mission? You know, our global mission, our, our our mutual mission to to mitigate the the risk of of, of global warming and you know. And and, and uh, exhausting our natural resources. Yeah. So so like what your 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 like your clothes, like your food, like your whatever you do, whatever you consume in this life uh, that you got, uh, you need to think about your children. Mm. Uh, your children 
if you are if you care about your children, you need to be more aware about how you consume your electricity, how you consume your fuels, how you consume your food, how you consume your your clothes. And, All these are and that that awareness, awareness, I guess, is partly the job of the energy sector and government and, and regulators. But it's partly the job, no, part the job no way, of your sales, never. partly the job of your sales force. Never and you and your company. Never, as well. never. No, we, we, I, I'm, I'm, we are promoting our technology in front of regulators to show them, hey, this is good. I mean, this is clean. We're talking about water. This is a change phase of water. It can't be bad for anyone. You know, choose water. We say, be water, like uh, um, a famous um, um, uh, or, uh, Bruce Lee, the famous Bruce Lee said, be water, my friend. We believe in water in general. We believe in water. But, but other than that, our target, I think, shouldn't be the regulators or the government or the politicians. And, and, and let's be honest about it. We don't have many leaders, no. you know, real leaders. No. So we should address, we should address ourselves. Yeah. We are the leader of the future. Yeah. And we, as parents to children, we should, you know, ease down this terrible um, um, wrongdoing we have been, uh, you know, undergoing in the last 100, 200 years of industrial revolution, we need to go into the third revolution, which is the environmental revolution. This is time to be concerned about the future. The industrial revolution and capitalism trying to, to manifest the, the present, you know, yeah. uh, uh, while consuming. I really like we your, need to start to think about the future. I really like your answer because too many people I speak with will answer, oh, we need the regulations, we need policy, we need incentives. <laughs> Uh, I like your answer because, no, it's you, it's your company, it's your sales force. It's up to you to create the future. So, um, Yaron, we better leave it there. Time's got the better of us. But that's been fascinating insight into a number of things for me, into the technology, uh, into how you've developed that in a way that will be fit into buildings in a flexible way, uh, into how you're developing your business and your mindset about going to where the demand is, California in this case, um, getting installations in, building a sales force. So fascinating discussion. Um, I wish you and Ostromo and anyone else involved in storage for buildings the, the best of luck and success in the next years. Um, and thank you very much. For John, thank you very much. Thank you very much. I'll just wish for, you, for your listeners, uh, if you're sad, you should try lithium. But if you're happy, go try water. Water, water will always be a better. Well, I'm sure that that quote that uh, will will stick into people's heads. So, uh, yeah, thanks very much. Thank you very much. Thanks as always to everyone for listening. We hope that gave you some interesting insight into energy storage uh, through the format of water in buildings and what Yaron and Ostromo are trying to do. And look forward to working you back to the episode next week. Thanks very much and goodbye. If you're as passionate about the energy transition as we are, then please keep in touch. You can follow us and me on Twitter, LinkedIn, or subscribe to the podcasts on your chosen podcast platform. If you like the podcast and like sharing, then please do rate us. And to listen to archived episodes, to read transcripts, and to see the latest Delta EE insights, then please visit www.delta-ee.com. Thank you.